0: Call it. Call it, yes. For what? Just call it. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Call It Friend or the podcast where two friends watch a film decided by the flip of a coin. In this episode, myself, Andy J. Richie and my co-host Donna Tiernan discuss No Time to Die, the new James Bond film. We talk about our general reactions to the film before moving into spoilers as we break down and react to the plot. You can find us on Instagram at Call It Friend Podcast. Drop us a line there if any feedback or recommendations. We'll be back in a few days with episode 51 about the uber successful Bollywood hit Three Idiots. Peace! I should have known. I'd Okay, so this is going to be a one-off episode talking about the new James Bond film, No Time to Die. I think first we can just give some spoiler-free feedback on what we thought about it. Then we can move into very, very briefly discussing the cast members and what we thought of their roles and performances. And then we can go, we'll give a very quick run through of the plot and if we can make sense of it. All right. First of all, I got to ask though, do you like James Bond movies? I would say yes. I'm not a super fan or anything, but I've seen all of them, so yes. I get that's enough to qualify me as a fan, right? Definitely. And like I'll say, like I'll put it like this: there
1: are some that I love. There are some that I genuinely think are great movies, and they're all the same type of movies. And uh, like I love From Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Golden is probably my probably my favorite <laughs> I love one.
0: Gold. Is that what you're saying?
1: Goldeneye is probably my favorite one. I love On Her Majesty's Secret Service, the liv- the Living Daylights. uh... License to Kill, of the Craig <laughs> it's ones. It's like half of them. <laughs> it is not. I, did, I, I, only named, I, I haven't named a Roger Moore one yet, but yeah, I do quite okay. like Live and Let Die. Skyfall, Casino Royale, there are some that I really, really love. Yes, okay. And they are kind of ones that I suppose, crucially enough, work within the formula, which is why I think it's important, like, for me, this is a three-star Bond movie. Right? I would agree with that. And it could have been so much more. But for the fact that I don't know what made it happen this way. Maybe it was Daniel Craig exerting a bigger influence over the production or something. Because he is the only actor to completely own the role down to, like, his his Bond story is self-contained. Yes. And now that it's officially... <laughs> Definitely, be- yes. It's officially become that. <laughs> no spoilers, that. but yes. Start to finish, like in the Casino Royale, you get to see him become a double O, etc. I think... What people are saying that this is woke Bond, that's a bunch of horseshit. I think Bond was actually, when you think about it with this current Daniel Craig Bond franchise, Bond was actually woke before it was cool. Like they made uh, Money Penny Black and uh, mm. Felix Leiter was black and I don't know, stronger. There were stronger female characters. Uh, in, Q is gay. Q is gay. Exactly. M is a female or was. Was. Um, so like they. I mean, they had that on their on their track record anyway. So I don't know where people are getting this woke Bond stuff. Maybe it's because he expresses feelings or something like that. But here would be my main m- major issue with it. Now, this is a little surmise, and you can tell me yours after. I thought, to a point, like, it opened fantastically. I thought yes. the action was really well done, particularly in the open. It re- they really used their locations well, which is mm-hmm. one of the things that Bond action does so spectacularly. The dialogue was good. It was shot really well, but sooner. But then it decided it wanted to be about the character of Bond. And the thing is, Bond is not an interesting character. You can spin it how you want. He is cool, which is different. He's a 2D kind of a presentation, right? I'm not that interested in him. And th- th- like, that was finally, definitively demonstrated to me with this film. I thought... If they wanted to go out on a series bang, I mean, just kind of stick to the formula and do it well would would have been what I would have much more so gone for. I, once it deviated so sharply from what I love about the series, and like, let's be fair, there's no other series like this. That does uh, there, there's no other series that just says yeah whatever with continuation we'll just keep up the formula and we'll do it that way and if
0: it works fucking brilliant if it doesn't we'll try it again yeah but, I guess like Spider-Man <laughs> is the closest I can think of something like that
1: well yeah but some you,
0: kind of superhero thing because I guess Bond is essentially a superhero at this point well it,
1: it is but like he, uh, the other theory that I have of why they went the direction they did is maybe they looked at what they're doing at the Mission Impossible franchise now and kind of mm. went okay we got to do something different because Mission Impossible is just owning the high octane spy thriller these days. Well,
0: remember how this series, the Daniel Craig series started? It was a reaction to, to the Born. M- Yeah, to Bourne, mm-hmm. to like of the course, early yeah. to the early to mid 2000s. So Quantum of Solace, I remember, that was shaky shaky cameras all over the place. Yeah, and that's generally regarded as the worst yeah. of the Craig outings. So uh, they I mean, so uh, before the Daniel Craig bonds, the one before that was the final Pierce Brosnan. Which was ultimate ridiculousness. Die another Die day. Die another day. Yeah, yeah. And Invisible that was Cara, horrendous. Madonna, sword fighting, all that Yeah. Shit. Uh, Rick, you know whatever he's called, the Asian guy with diamonds in his face. Mm-hmm. Diamond face. So they started the the, the first film of this series... Casino Royale starts and it's all kind of grim, black, black and, and white. Daniel Craig's Bond commits his his first kill. We see the the progress of the character that continues on into Quantum of Solace. You have a character. There's a there's a characters following over between those two films. Yes, and which actually continues on into this film. Which well, is, Quantum of Solace, Quantum of Sol- Solace
1: begins the moment Casino Royale finishes, right, yeah. which was a mistake. And No Time to Die is more or less a direct sequel to Spectre. Again, kind of a yes. mistake, in my opinion.
0: Is, is Skyfall... Uh, Skyfall is a film that I remember I really, really liked. I love But Skyfall. I haven't watched it for a long time. I think I only watched it once, possibly. But I remember really liking it. I feel like that one feels the least connected to the others around it. Like, the other four feel more interconnected to me than that one. It's kind of...
1: A case of having the best of both worlds. It it um, took the seriously high production values of the first two Craig ones and just injected it with a whole bunch of fun like it was missing. You've got, I don't know... A, a, a train, like like a bomb going off and then a train flies into the basement of MI5 <laughs> to help Sil- uh, uh, Javier Bardem's character Silva escape. Spoilers for Skyfall. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it was just, it, it was that, it was a fun blend of the sort of gritty realis- realism, um, high production values. And of course, Craig, because I, I do think, I, th- I think Craig is the best
0: Bond. I I still do think that despite this outing. Um, I I think it's hard to compare, even at this... I I mean, they're all... They're so different. They're so completely different. I think he has been very good over these five films, but the quality of the films has obviously varied greatly.
1: I would say there's... There are two just nailed on classics, yeah. which I, is as much as any Bond can expect, really, I now, suppose.
0: I like to give this the ranking of this film. I think we could, I'm, I'm guessing we could probably agree. I wonder if we can or can't because I would go Casino Royale, mm-hmm. Skyfall, No Time to Die, probably Quantum of Solace, then Spectre. But hmm. the, the, bot, the, the final two, I would switch could the top switch. two, I would ah, put Skyfall as my number one.
1: I suppose what 's just such a bummer about this one is that it 's so good it 's really, really good. it opens fantastically, and then it just isn't and it 's too fucking long
0: it doesn 't feel i I really enjoyed the first hour or so, but a lot of it didn 't feel like a bond film to me. That cold open didn 't feel particularly very bondy to me, and then the sequences in Cuba with Anna de Armas playing hmm. the character of Paloma. She did not feel she to me kind of didn't feel like she belonged in this in this universe. But we can we can get to that later. Mm.
1: Overall, I while I did have fun with it, I I wish they <laughs> I wish they'd just uh, tried to make a Bond movie instead of trying to make a statement.
0: What's the statement? Or should we leave that until after for spoilers? We can leave that till after. To, okay. uh, for spoilers. I'm abs- I I don't understand and am shocked by the amazing high praise that this film has received yeah, in so it's, it's many places in so many places peter bradshaw of the guardian gave it five stars he called it an epic barnstormer delivered with terrific panache and with pathos action drama camp comedy heartbreak macabre horror and outrageously silly old-fashioned action
1: see far be it for me to level such an accusation out of the head critic from the guardian but i feel he's being disingenuous I, I, do, I don't think that's justifiable. And I read his review. His review is mostly trying to make sense of the plot, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't really detail that much that he he enjoys from it. I know what I enjoyed from it, but I really, really, I don't think anybody could deny that a certain thing is a giant ball dropping.
0: Okay, well, we'll, we'll get to that when we, when mm. we, when we get to it. Think I would recommend for anyone who is going to watch this film, definitely refresh yourself with the plots of the other four films, yes. particularly Spectre. Spectre. I, well, but even, I mean, how this film opens up, I had no idea who the father was that Rami Malek was trying to kill. I had genuinely, I'd forgotten. I just forgot. I was like you know the the carrying over of these characters I had no idea I was like Madeline Swan's father is I don't know Mr. White who the hell's Mr. White that's from Quantum of Solace and the very end of Casino Royale yeah so I mean uh, you know you you make sure you're familiar with the the other films in the series would be my big recommendation because I had to come back and kind of check and go like okay right, that makes a bit more sense now apart from that shall we talk about the cast a little bit then Dude, I thought they were all great. Yeah, Daniel Craig. Oh, except uh, for one. Let's see. Who well, did, who didn't I like? Rami Malek. Oof.
1: Jesus, he's awful.
0: I don't know if there's anything very much to say about Daniel Craig. I did see that Zach Marsh of FilmSpeak uh suggested that Daniel Craig uh Daniel Craig's performance was the best of any bond. Uh, ever and is deserving of an academy award nomination ah that's fucking harsh that is uh he a (laughs) little (laughs) hyperbolic there with his praise Uh, i thought he's fine he's clearly aging i think now's a good time to get out to be honest before it descends into roger moore shenanigans well i don't know i mean i was uh,
1: (laughs) i'm a big fan of um timothy dalton in license to kill Mm. I've always thought that was because it's it's so hardcore it's a big ve- revenge story spoilers for License to Kill Felix Leiter gets fed to sharks at yeah. the very start of it by and, uh, um yeah by who What? oh what's his name Scaramanga <laughs> S- uh, no, no that's the man the, with the golden the guy, gun the
0: guy from Scarface I can't think of it uh, Robert uh, Davi. is that his name Roberto Davy or, or Robert Davy? Yeah, 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 yeah yeah
1: yeah he plays this drug dealer uh, that's another great thing about License to Kill there's nobody trying to take over the world it's a drug dealer just a drug dealer
0: trying to transport loads of coke. Yeah, Robert Robert Davi is Franz Sanchez. Sanchez is the baddie, and his henchman, his his main henchman. Oh yeah, is Benicio del Toro. Yeah, as Dario. Um, right.
1: But yeah, that like I I always thought Dalton was great in that. Uh, it was a shame he didn't get to do some more. Um, and yeah, that's a fucking hardcore film. And for the suave side of Bond, like the goofy side of Bond, I always, th- like. <laughs> I think Pierce Brosnan wins the day in terms of those. I thought he was very funny. He's very debonair. Yeah, And he's Irish, of course. There you go.
0: So Rami Malek is, he was playing a character called Lucifer Safin, which again, it just looks to me like Lucifer Satan. Yeah, that's... Is yeah. that what they're going, going clever. for? Oh, it's of cre- course. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It is, yeah. This guy's the devil for what? Well, when we get to the plot, we can go into why his he his character has zero motivation in particular. I mean, he, there there's questions to be asked as to what's going on towards the end of the film, but we will get to that later. Can we ju- just... God, he stinks, doesn't he? Well, I, I just think it's unfortunate because he's just a scar-faced, bad guy, force of nature type character that is doing the typical monologuing.
1: Oh, so much monologuing.
0: The, uh, nah, 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 it's literally it's, intonation it's like they're taking their writing cues from Austin Powers it is a little bit it does have that but and of course he's getting in trouble so, the, like, the film, I think the film is getting in trouble for having a scar-faced baddie uh, I hate <laughs> It was getting in trouble. Who cares? If whatever. you have a scar in your face, you have to go into crime. That's a fact. Javier Bardem was, um, when he's he was like, he's missing half of his face, yeah, right? He yeah, yeah, because he had, uh, chewed
1: down on a, a pill that was supposed to kill him, but right. it malfunctioned
0: and burned and all out. The now of his now face. I want to watch Skyfall. <laughs> like, why don't we just watch Skyfall? Uh, it's, well, it's way better, but
1: yeah, the, no, the, uh, whatever about his scared face, it's like he, uh, I don't think he actually says it. But he paraphrases, we're not so different, you and I. Yeah. Um, uh, should, there should be rules against well, that I, kind I, of I stuff. I heard
0: someone suggest that he was Dr. No, time to die. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, it wasn't me. I read that and read it. We've got Leah. What was S- Dr. S- No's C-d- thing? Oh, yeah. He had, he had metal hands. Is robot that what hands? It was? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. good. Dr. No vocal cards. Leah Sido. Sidox. Sido Ox. Um, as Madeline Swan I, I, I saw people complaining yeah, that cramped. there's no chemistry between her and Daniel Craig
1: uh, that's probably true that's probably fair i would say um didn't really bother me so much i was i i wasn't a huge fan of her in specter anyway i have zero
0: recollection of her in Spectre. yeah
1: i don't like i'm i don't i don't think she's a great actress even in um blue is the warmest color where you know oh, famously yeah. she gets her kid off a bunch See, now i think so she's um, completely overshadowed by her co-star who I, I don't know did she do much after that that greek actress Well, she's French Greek. She got a big Greek. Oh, the other one. The other lady from Blue is the warmest color. Well, the the, the film's about her. But um,
0: I haven't. Do you know the thing about that film is I haven't sat down and watched the whole thing (laughs) because it's. (laughs) What it's two hours. Four, I don't know. I just flicked through it a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> it's two hours and forty-five minutes or something. I've That's seen insane. that three what times. Is it? is it a Bollywood film or something? Oh, it's a terrific film. I love yeah, that well, film. I might consider watching it, but for some reason, every time I start it, I get bogged down <laughs> halfway through. You just you just feel ashamed <laughs> and need to stop it. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, ah, I'm all right. I don't need to see the rest <laughs> of that. Um, yeah, she was fine. She was fine. She was okay. Not much to say about her. Then we've got Lashana Lynch as Nomi no me no Nomi. Nomi is uh well <laughs> i don't want to give her her uh code her her, her oh, three yeah, yeah, digit yeah, yeah. code oh ah, yeah she was good she, i thought she was fine uh i don't know if she was the most likable character in the world but she seemed okay
1: yeah i don't know are we in spoiler territory
0: now no no well are or shall we no i think we should keep going until until we get to the okay plot.
1: i don't know what kind of statement they're trying to make with that except for there was that one moment that was cool when m says get me." And then, yeah, yeah, right.
0: Yeah. There we go. So we go into. I think we should. Let's just go into spoilers. Yeah, she's double right seven. Here. She's 007.
1: And then M says, "Give me 007 and it's in fact her that arrives. I like. I don't know. Are they like? Are they trying to tear up for the series? I if
0: they do not think so, I no? think that would be a huge failure. I don't think that the character is so underwritten. It would be so weird yes, she is to now turn her into the next like a feature film 007 are we just And she's unlikable and She I, she's not particularly likeable. Oh, what is the I don't see the point of the character returning the 007 back to James yeah, Bond. That's a that goofy seems, moment, isn't it? It seems like strangely anti it, 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 it feels like the opposite of what they're going for. I don't know what they're trying to say with that. Of well, like, I
1: don't know why they t- like it's. It's almost like they should have just left her as double seven. Yeah, she, it's it's fine. just it's really goofy. It's kind of a I don't know. It feels like um, a producer's idea, right? Yeah, it, um, it feels
0: it feels like something of like I don't know. You know, like these people of color they can come in and do a job but they and they're also good they're 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 willing to be part of the team and play along and and then give back when it's their time it just it feels like <laughs> that is some interpretation it feels slightly regressive in some
1: way I'm bizarrely ju- i'm prone to be i'm prone to be uh, taken out of a movie not if it doesn't suit general real life just if it doesn't work in terms of the the world of the film right you get me like if a comedy film suddenly becomes serious for example even like like it would just back me out of it and that amongst many other things not many other things but a lot of things in the third act certainly just jolted me right out of the movie the third
0: act is where the film shits the bed yeah. when they go to the island we'll, we'll get to that in the plot but like it felt like a bad version of the rock i was like i want to watch the rock oh yeah i'm thinking of wouldn't missiles getting fired
1: wouldn't it have be, uh, been Gonna great take if we managed to just get in you boy pause the cinema <laughs> and then put on the put rock the rock. the
0: rock is basically a james bond film you've got sean connery is basically james bond you just Fucked up your Ferrari. You c- oh, it's not on. mine. <laughs> I'm going to go watch The Rock after this. You've got a proper baddie, mm, Ed film. Harris. Ed is Harris. Come on. Anyway, winners we've got- go home and fuck the prawn Absolutely. queen. And you have a bond. Yeah, exactly. That's <clears> what, <throat> what I mean. And the character is supposed to be James Bond as well. That's what that that's the whole thing about it. That the Rock. was this the Sean whole Connery thing. Sean Connery is supposed that, to be yeah. James Bond. Okay, Ben Whishaw is cute. I thought he's fine. He's likable. Totally fine. I think he always he yeah, totally, yeah, always yeah. does a good he job. It. Naomi Harris is Money Penny, great as always. Uh, Jeffrey
1: Wright, I'll watch him in anything.
0: Yeah, I just think I mean the death of Felix Leiter feels slightly—they're well, just tying up loose ends. P- maybe a bit of kind of like license to kill thing again as well. Yeah. They're trying to go back to that of like let's kill Felix Leiter, but and then finally you've got Christoph Waltz as uh, Blofeld. now.
1: Oh no! Ho- of course, we well, got. Well, no, no, or, we still have more. Actually, yeah. I just
0: realized I've got a few more, but. Yeah, so we've we've got Christoph Waltz as Blofeld, which is just tying everything together with Spectre just feels... See, I just wish they didn't. It was
1: a kind of fan service that I remember I started getting bugged by with the BBC's TV show of Sherlock, whereas that show started out with just case by case, episode by episode, and then all of a sudden they're leaking the mythology into it. And I've kept, and i and I've read a lot of Sherlock Holmes, so I got the mythology. But I was thinking, well, what about the people who don't know what the fuck you're hinting at there? And for me, that was the major, just the major fuck-up in Spectre was the moment where Christoph Falls Waltz... <laughs> it was me, James. <laughs> the architect of all your, your suffering. No, but when he says, my name is... Ernst Stavro Blofeld and it's like what about 90% of the cinema because that's one of the great things about the series is that you just go and you watch it and you don't need to have fucking seen any of the other ones this one was a callback to the fucking the last time Blofeld was an issue was in uh, I see I know a lot of this (laughs) was in For Your Eyes Only which had come out in 1978 Yeah, like fucking leave it off man nobody knows nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about and then to call back to that again to like
0: yeah I mean they've made it this mistake before in and reboots and and things like that, like in the Star Trek film, the JJ oh, yeah, Abrams yeah, yeah, Star yeah, yeah. Trek Into Darkness. John Grant became Khan. Yeah, yeah well, like, that was oh, awful. That was a completely unnecessary. And like all the
1: new fans of the a, a film I loved, the 2008 JJ Abrams Star Trek. Yeah, huge fan. All the new fans of that who had never heard of Wrath of Khan mm. went,
0: "What? Yeah, like what significance <laughs> does this have?" Uh, anyway, we've got Ray Fiennes as uh, M. He's looking a bit old these days, but it's Ray Fiennes. You can't really go wrong there. Billy Magnussen is as Logan Ash. Logan Ash. Logan Ash. Yeah, but who was that in the movie? <laughs> He's the guy who's the CIA agent who's working for Safin, and he oh, gets yeah, yeah, crushed yeah, yeah, under yeah. a car. Yes. All of that. I, I, parts of like, I guess there's always a character like him in a Bond film, but he just felt needless. it just so contrived and then the way that he's killed just felt absolutely it felt completely meaningless well look
1: how many people wrote the screenplay that's
0: the big thing i mean we'll get eventually i mean we talk a little bit about danny boyle and what happened there with him and john hodge Mm. that yeah rumors abound that
1: he protested to the ending that they wanted for this one
0: well i i've heard it the other way i've heard that he was the one who originally wanted to kill bond Really? Yeah, and that was a falling out. But then he, they um, possibly, with like a later draft, came around to that idea. But his was completely different. He, The the, the thing that was leaked about the, the script that John Hodge wrote was that they wanted to cast a cold and charismatic Russian and a female leading role as a witty and skillful survivor. And they were looking for male supporting roles of Maori descent with advanced uh, combat skills. What? Yeah, it was a completely different. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a completely <laughs> different film that most people have suggested would have been way better. I want to read that screenplay. It hasn't leaked yet, and uh, I think Danny Boyle's not the kind of person to really come out and say that much about it. He just said like, "No, he, he, that's he a, that, that'd be it was, a, he quite a be good. to burn." He's, he his opinion was he was like, "Well, we hadn't finished it. We hadn't finished the script, but we were pretty confident we had something good." Um, so we had Anna, Anna De Armas as Paloma. I just found that really, I don't know, it was all, I felt like she was, her interaction, so she comes on screen as this like, I've been training for three weeks, I'm really nervous, I don't remember anything. Yeah, that took movie. And I felt like I was watching, a, watching what I imagine to be the back and forth in films I've never seen, like uh, Night and Day. With Tom Cruise <laughs> and Cameron Diaz, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I imagine that film is, or The Tourist with Johnny Depp. Yeah, like that's kind of what I imagine those films are. Like back and forth between two kind of.
1: Well, it took ju- it took me out of it again to the like extent of okay, so okay, if if Craig and this series of Bonds in general want to have their complete arc, then they can't just abandon the ship of like. The grittiness that they sort of started with completely because anna De- now i enjoyed her sequence and i thought that that was yes good. and you it, could it easily was scissor it, it out was a of
0: lot of fun it was, didn't feel very bondy but it was very you fun. could easily like clip it out of the movie in
1: terms of what it contributes to oh, the yeah. plot comfortably sure. but like her introduction i just thought was goofy as fuck i hated that yes it's like oh it's my, i'm very excited it's like you're a fucking secret agent what are you talk? Stop. With I, that shit.
0: D- I don't know what that was going for at all, but tonally, it, I don't know if they were just trying to go and, with a, a bit of a less serious tone, but I don't it know. felt like something completely different. It felt like a very modern action film. I, I, the first hour was fun, hmm. but it felt like a completely different series of films. It didn't feel like a bomb film particularly to me. There's a strange little moment that I liked in
1: it when um, they, before they exited the bar, they both had a drink of whiskey, which I thought, yeah, I've never seen... I've <laughs> well, never like seen working it, d- agents despite the fact that like you know like bond is famous for the for the booze i've never seen him be so directly boozy if you
0: get my meaning two of the cinema adverts when i saw it were for bond drinking heineken 0.0 beer <laughs> 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 where of him going like i'm not james bond i'm daniel craig and i'm working right now so can i have a heineken 0.0 please see he, he drinks none he's like James Bond is cool. He drinks whiskey. I'm Daniel Craig, the actor, and I'm pathetic. Lame! So I drink, oh God, I drink that's non-alcoholic lame. beers. I Even feel though good. That, like, that's Me and Daniel I, um, Craig. Because uh, MGM
1: were in a hole of debt when they made Skyfall. So Skyfall is famously Skyfall. half halfway paid for by, um, yeah, there's loads of product placement right. in Skyfall. But,
0: and that, I mean, that's all shot in Scotland. It, it feels like it could be an advert for a fucking whiskey distillery. There but like I mean if you
1: remember like in it there's like there's a part where they're having like it's stressful at the office, they're like, Oh, where is 007? And then Q just goes up to M and gives them a Heineken and they both have Heinekens. It's free, it's
0: it's fucking ridiculous. You just, just you 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 just made me think of uh, I remember seeing Ryan Johnson talking about how if a character uses an Apple phone, then you know that they're not a baddie. Hmm. Yeah. Because Apple won't let won't let film studios have their villains use Apple phones. So baddies can only have like Samsung or some other like you know Huawei and, uh, it's definitely yeah, Huawei Nokia they're Android all using things like that. Yeah, well is what they're secretly using. That's where they're texting
1: uh, yeah their their home governments in their pocket off yeah. of
0: Huawei. Shall we fire through the plot? Let's do it. A young Madeline Swan witnesses the murder of her mother by Lucifer (laughs) Saffin. (laughs) Saffin. Lucifer Saffin. Jesus Christ. Madeline shoots Saffin as he searches for her but survives. She flees onto a nearby frozen lake and falls through the ice. Saffin rescues her. It's a good sequence. In the present, Swan is in Matera with uh, James Bond following the capture of Ernst Stavro Blofeld specter assassins ambush bond when he visits vesper lynn's tomb bond and swan overcome their pursuers bond accuses swan of betraying him to the organization and leaves her is it at this point is that when the, that's, the credits uh, start that's credits roll i think because yeah. i've seen someone was saying like the credits yeah, he... show flowers blossoming out of a lady's stomach <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed that, but confession, they're bang on the money Confession, there.
1: despite the fact that I, I heard the credits were really good in this, I went for a while. Is that uh, exactly they were that good. Term?
0: The credits were yeah. good. They're solid. The song is by Billie Eilish.
1: Yeah, I listened to the song no after watching the movie. I mean, it, it's not as bad as the... It's a decent Bond song. I, I just I, the big my, you know the, the Sam Smith one from the uh, last film, it. which is crazy.
0: I mean, have you watched the credits of Spectre synced up with the Radiohead? Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. You should watch it. It's really good. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I'll, I'll put that in the in in the show notes. Is a great. You you can see that synced Dude, up. Do because I, I like their song. I it's thought, great, yeah. and with the with the credits, it's really really good. So I'd recommend that. Five years later, scientist Valdo Obruchev is kidnapped from an mi6 laboratory at which uh, Hugh Dennis works. <laughs> Hugh Dennis is working <laughs> there there's no Steve punt there's what no do you other. think of the gag that opened that sequence he, that they put like they marked his soup as some kind of um, yeah, chemical or something like, like a, a bu- <sighs> yeah, well you know
1: and I like I hope I hope it was one of the other writers you don't not, you,
0: you don't think that was a Phoebe Waller Bridgeism?
1: Like, of course it was. <laughs> but it's I'm kinda like come on, Phoebe Waller Bridge, don't be <laughs> don't be so obvious.
0: Approved by M, Obruchev has developed Project Heracles, a bioweapon containing nanobots that interact like a virus upon touch and are coded to an individual specific DNA. Right. This nanobots thing, I, th- again, this is something I was reading on Reddit, but apparently the words nanobots are only said by characters off screen. So it's, I don't know if that's, hundred, if that's true, but I've heard suggestions that that's like an ADR change mm. and it was originally just a virus. And after COVID, they possibly changed it to being nanobots. Huh. That's, that's what has been suggested to me because the nanobots thing uh. is awful. It's yeah. not Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, it's lame. Why? Why nano? And what well, the nanobots are in you? That's and that it. That does they're make in sense.
1: You. And I wish they hadn't been so lame, sauce, and just said virus. Yeah, just
0: why not make it? It's already they're already in a big virus unit. <laughs> Maybe Project Heracles is COVID, and that's the reason. This is why it's controversial. So anyway, they have these stupid nanobots. They infect like a virus upon touch and are coded to an individual specific DNA rendering it lethal to the target but harmless to others bond has retired to jamaica where he's contacted by cia agent felix Leiter with his colleague logan ash
1: it At- looks like he's having a good life
0: it's he's having a, nice a good, place, good time doesn't he? yeah and they're playing the game with the coins in the bar it's all mm. it's pretty cool attending a nightclub Leiter asks for help in tracking down obrichev but bond declines the same evening bond encounters nomi and discovers she has succeeded him as the new 007 and also tells him about Project Heracles, Bond subsequently agrees to help Leiter. You can tell that this is um, a, a, a plot synopsis for a new film because it's horribly written. <laughs> it's all like really short sentences. It is very, very poorly written. Bond goes to Cuba and meets Paloma, an allied CIA agent. I like the idea of Bond just hopping into a boat and sailing across the Caribbean. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's a tiny boat as yeah. well. He does not seem to care particularly. He's a bit all is lost.
1: Yeah, no, I just, like. I, I just like that idea of you know. I mean, um, a public school boy Bond. Oh like yeah, he knows, he knows the what sailing. he's doing.
0: Bond and Paloma infiltrate a Spectre gathering for Blofeld's birthday to retrieve Obrejov. Blofeld uses a disembodied bion- bionic eye to see and communicate. That was
1: very old school Roger Moore kind of Bond. Like, yeah.
0: I was fine with that. I didn't mind that. Blofeld uses a disembodied bionic eye to see and communicate while still imprisoned and orders a target on Bond with a nanobot spray. Instead, the spray kills the Spectre members. Yes. As Abrajev had reprogrammed the nanobots to destroy them on Saffin's orders. Because he was
1: working for Lucifer Satan.
0: What about all this? So, basically, the entirety of Spectre is wiped out in one second so they're like oh so that thing that was all built up in the last film we've got all the baddies in one room and now we've killed them off
1: well okay it didn't quite take me out of the movie because i thought it was a fun moment but let's think about the pragmatics of it i mean what's like is this is an super secret evil organization's fucking christmas party or something Mm. what is this uh, to have them all in the same room, the two people, the the father and the daughter of the um, the family that own the Iron Brew Company, aren't legally allowed on the same plane. Yes, but the but members inspector member is together in the same room for a Christmas party. Yeah, it's to in wish Cuba. Ernest Everett happy birthday. Yeah, come on, man!
0: But it was specifically they were luring James Bond there to kill him. Because oh, okay, they were they were enough. the the spray yes, the yes, right. was supposed to kill him, but it had been reprogrammed by Obrichev. Obrachev that whole time is just running around like a comedy character. Yes. He's he is a like comedy saying character. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I guess he's like Boris. I'm invincible. Boris, I'm invincible. A golden eye. Oh you mentioned yeah, the 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 Alan pen's been- uh Alan Cumming. Mm. Bond captures Obrichev to meet with Lighter and Ash on a boat. Ash is revealed as a double agent for Safin and in a fight shoots Lighter, escapes with Obrichev and destroys the boat. Bond survives, but Lighter dies from his injuries. Oh, Hard times, poor old. But luckily, he's, uh, he's like a synthetic android thing. He'll be fine. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he'll be all right. You'll wash up on shore somewhere and keep going.
1: What's that character's name again? I can't remember.
0: Okay. Johnny Johnny Westworlds, I believe he's called. Johnny Nunomik. That's right. James Bond and Q. It says here. It actually says James Bond Q, <laughs> and set up a meeting with Blofeld. I don't know what that means. James Bond and Q set up a meeting with Blofeld to find out where Arbacev has been taken with the nanobots. <laughs> It's so bad. Safin visits Madeline and blackmails her into infecting herself with the nanobots and spread it to Blofeld. Uh, She has been the only person in contact with him since his imprisonment. Right, so. all that reveal. Madeline is a therapist. She's like a psychologist. Apparently that was Inspector 2. I had no recollection of any of that. No, I'm Safin turns up and he's got the mask in a box and she goes... (laughs) She doesn't recognise his face at all. I feel like she must have seen a bit of it when she was a kid. Yeah. It didn't it didn't haunt her dreams, his scarred face. But anyway she sees how
1: old is he supposed to be that cunt?
0: A million years old. I think the question is how old is she supposed to be? Because clearly she must be like about based on how their age is, she must be about nineteen in reality fully qualified psych- psychotherapist and also uh, yeah she's and there's a stuff has boyfriend. happened and she's got like a 5 year old kid or something yeah rami malik in this is supposed to be at least 50 i would say which is insane yeah it is it doesn't it makes no sense whatsoever uh, so anyway madeline goes to the prison with the the nanobot a nanobot sprayed on her she's she's scared to go, to uh contact james bond does she think that they're actually brothers or something no, I don't, but they haven't been in contact in years at that point. But she's like scared to physically touch him, I think. Does she think that the does she think that the nanobots are going to kill James Bond? Cuz she pulls back and like he goes to touch her and she doesn't let him touch her. Oh, I didn't really uh, take note of that. I just Maybe. wondered if she thought they were actually brothers as opposed to being like we're you're my cousin, you're my father's cousin's <laughs> former roommate. What does that make us?
1: Nothing. Uh, but aren't Oh my god, I just had a like Blofeld, they use the Austin
0: Powers storyline, yes. specter don't they? Okay. Yes. Oh my god, I just remember yes. that. Oh my god! But isn't that based on a previous? That must be based on some previous James Bond lore, though, is it not? I don't think they came up with that.
1: Well, it's certainly not in any of the. Um, the oh wait a minute! Am I? I'm Connery Moore films.
0: Wait, I'm I'm interconnecting Spaceballs and Austin Powers there. Because I feel, is that not from, I think that's from Spaceballs. Mike, you're my cousin's father, whatever, you're like my brother's former roommate. No, no,
1: in Austin Powers. Does it happen in
0: Austin Powers in as Austin well? In Austin Powers I'm,
1: 3, it transpires that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 Dr. Evil and Austin Powers are brothers. Dougie. Dougie. I'm Dougie. <laughs> yeah, I watched that not that long ago, gold member, so it's still very fresh. It is a great film. It is a great film. Bond encounters Madeline in the cell where he touches her and unknowingly infects himself before she leaves the cell. (laughs) Jesus, fuck, who wrote this? Blofeld tells Bond that he staged the ambush at Vesper's tomb to appear as if Madeline betrayed him. Yeah. That's even more of that, like, it was me, James. I was the one who staged the ambush at Vesper's tomb to appear as if Madeline had betrayed you. Bond attacks Blofeld. Bond, why does he try and strangle him for any other reason than than that advances the plot? There's no way that he would lose self-control no. like that and start strangling him. It's literally just to transfer nanobots Oh, onto.
1: God. Open discussion of this film is making me dislike it more than I did when we, when we <laughs> reading, started.
0: Reading this How the insanely, fuck did this insanely get poorly rid- written How the thing, fuck did anybody
1: give this five stars?
0: I don't know. It's mad. Now that I'm thinking about just some of these moments, they're set up just purely to serve as plot, and they make no sense. No, like just they to don't. kind of d- in drive terms of the something forward. Of Bond, in terms of the logic of the plot, yes. In terms uh, of
1: the logic of how secure an MI five six whatever facility would be that Blofeld can fucking plan planting a bomb in Italy to fuck with Bond from the secure
0: facility. My my biggest criticism of this film, as soon as I came out of it, was that it has no faith in it, in its audience. It doesn't think that yeah. the audience is going yeah, to be able yeah, to follow, exactly follow the story. Mm-hmm. because I mean, obviously being tied into those previous films really does not help, but they just have zero faith in the audience. There's a there's at least four or five uh, points in the film where a character says something out loud where I rolled my eyes, where it was like, yeah. the one that is very clear to me is near the end is where Madeline says when she's on the phone with James at the end and she goes... <gasps> Like halfway through the conversation, she goes like, you've been infected. You've been poisoned with the nanobots or something like that. She says it out loud halfway through the conversation. To just be like, just in case there's anyone who wasn't quite on the, you know, on the same page as us, who maybe didn't quite get it.
1: The biggest eye roller for me was um, was definitely when Nomi says uh, Bond, I want Bond to be 007 again. I was
0: like, that's oh, awful. Yeah. That that was terrible. I, that made but, no all, sense. Not only they do
1: they not have faith in their audience, they don't have faith in the franchise. Yes. They don't get what made this so good. And they, and they can't just look over one franchise next door and see what they're doing in the Mission Impossible. They, yeah. they, we've spoken about this b- before. What critics would have formally labeled um, action films as cynically, like oh, I mean, they're just... There's an excuse for we'll plot to get between set yeah. pieces. They actually do that in Mission Impossible. The Mission,
0: the Mission Impossible films have some in, interconnectedness as well. I seem they to do. Like it, in a bond type way. In like a bond way. Exactly. Yeah. In, in an not original no. bond way. Not yeah. all this
1: heavy handedness. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This po face shit that like nobody came
0: to Bond for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Upon realizing what happened, Bond tracks Madeline down to her childhood home in Norway. There he learns that Madeline has a five year old daughter, Mathilde. Whom she claim- who she claims is not his. Madeline tells him that as a boy, Saffin's parents were murdered by Madeline's father, Mr. White, on Blofeld's orders, prompting him to seek revenge on Blofeld and Spectre.
1: Also, yeah, yeah. to chime in, I, d- like, okay, from, she she's saying uh, she's not yours, yeah? Yes. Now,
0: why? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Why introduce well, what, the daughter what does that and do? not have yes. the moment? Yes, they did it later on, but... When it had already become extremely clear that she must be his
1: yeah, daughter, I yeah, I didn't get that. But like uh, for even a like a while, I was thinking, oh yeah, she's not. You know, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, she, oh yeah, she, yeah,
0: you, and then you're like, who else could? It could have been interesting if it was someone like if it was Logan Ash or someone or like or Remy any, Malek's. yeah, Ray yeah, or, yeah, <laughs> anyone, literally any cue, <laughs> it could have been anyone else. It would have been fine. Despite having succeeded in eliminating both, Safin continues his revenge as he, Ash, and their men are on their way to capture Bond, Madeline, and Mathilde. Though Bond manages to kill Ash and Safin's men, Safin successfully captures Madeline and Mathilde. Jesus Christ, this is so badly written. Q Bond and Nomi locate Safin in a Second World War base on an island between Japan and Russia. Oh, yeah... Yeah. this is this is really i uh, everything that's happened so far i can kind of get behind but this is where my patience with the film started to really wear thin once they got this to is where island. the runtime once they get to the island this is where the runtime started to catch up with me where i was like well, also, all right because just the thing is
1: okay i have we have as we have acknowledged okay particularly the opening sequence but also the shit in cuba the action is really it's good
0: yeah, I mean, out of respect for Kari Fukunaga, I mean, I think he is the winner from this film because yes, visually totally. it looks great. Uh, the story shit, I would say, is not his fault.
1: But then, once they get to that island, the I don't know what happens, but the action just, it just, I don't know, nullifies. It just loses its erection and it's really dull and, like, it it, it doesn't pop. There's no
0: spectacle. It's fucking... I really want to read the next sentence because it's they infiltrate Safin's headquarters and learn that he plans to use the nanobots to take over the world. (laughs) Uh, That's actually not what happens, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I plan to use the nanobots to (laughs) to take over the world. And then everyone
1: will have to do what I say.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Oh my god! I hope no one ever changes this plot synopsis. It's <laughs> perfect. So, but it is quite unclear. He he's going to just sell them. He's selling them to associated organized crime groups. There's no spectre. Who are the? His line. Is, what selling is it? Them to uh, the mafia? We both
1: want to save the world. I just want to do
0: it. Uh, what more cleanly? I think he says. <laughs> uh, they really didn't think too much about that. They're just like, ah, he's a bad guy. He's just going to sell the weapons and be done <sighs> with it. Nomi takes Obruchev hostage and kills him. <laughs> he skipped a lot out there. Mm. <laughs> he takes him hostage and then kills him. Um, <laughs> while Bond meets with Safin, who has Mathilde with him. Bond shoots Safin's guards, but Safin escapes. Safin releases Mathilde, who reunites with her mother, Bond, and Nomi. She reunites. She's just like hiding under a table. There you go. Well done. Good job, you. She's very resourceful. I wonder who her father is. Nomi, Madeline, and Mathilde escape while Bond stays behind to open the island's silo doors, which would enable a missile strike from HMS Dragon to destroy the nanobots. Bond dispatches Safin's henchman, Primo. This henchman, the guy with the one eye, mm. he was previously working for Spectre. For Spectre, yeah, yeah. And then when Spectre died, he just went over and started yeah, working for Yeah, just presented
1: Safin. his CV. <laughs> He's like,
0: <laughs> you guys rock. Yeah, he got, a, he got a promotion, so good job, Primo. Bond dispatches Saffin's henchman Primo and all his remaining men before confronting Saffin himself. He doesn't confront Saffin. Saffin, like, finds him and shoots him Mm and stops him from leaving the island. Well, yeah, and then he doesn't scratch his face to get the nanobots. Yeah, he breaks the shit. He breaks the little vial of nanobots on him. They fight and Saffin shoots Bond before infecting him with nanobots programmed to kill Madeline and Mathilde. Despite his injuries, Bond kills Safin and opens the silos. The killing of Safin is, again, was just felt like nothing. Yeah. So like killing a henchman. Speaking by radio with Madeline, Bond tells her he loves her and encourages her to move on without him. And she confirms that Mathilde is his daughter as Bond bids her farewell. The missiles hit the island, killing Bond and destroying the nanobot factory. (laughs) Destroying the nanobot Nanobot factory. (laughs) The Foxconn factory has been destroyed. There will be no more iPhones made from this little island between Russia and Japan. <laughs> At MI6, M Money Penny Q Tanner. Shout out to Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, Rory Kinnear, the man who has sex with a pig. In, yes, uh, that's, in right. Black, that's right. Fair in Black Fair Play MI6, M Money Penny Q Tanner and Nomi drink in Bond's honor. Madeline takes Mathilde to Matera and she starts telling her about her father. James Bond. Your faja. The ending is quite nice. Again, driving through the, the, those roads are, are on the, the uh, Italian coast. Very beautiful. Yeah. The score, Hans Zimmer's score, I thought was fine. The, yeah. uh, on, her, on Her Majesty's Secret Service uh, gets a, gets a, usage. A, a good audio reference. It was yeah. nice. Um, yeah. I th- it's possible they've done
1: the impossible and actually killed the franchise. And I genuinely mean that.
0: I have seen a lot of people say that that there's this kind of... There's a feeling among people like you you can't do that. If you kill Bond, then it's done. Yes. Yeah. People don't want to... It's one of those things. It's like like you're saying. This is... It's how it functions. You just change Bonds. Yeah. You update it. You don't kill him because then what? Now we just restart from zero? Yeah, no. I, like It's not a superhero film in that way. You can kill a superhero and do some kind of multiverse nonsense or you can bring people back from the dead doesn't really work in something based in reality. But that's
1: what it always... With the gadgets, even with, like, the Roger Moore stuff. I like some of the more ridiculous Moore stuff. Not Like, I don't love it, but, I mean, I can be amused by it. But, I mean, you're messing around in a fantasy world. You Mm. are. Even, like, even in, like, fucking... Casino Royale, which like, you know, did dance with brutality, but it was also faintly ridiculous a lot Mm. of the way too. You got a whole building sinking in Venice and then like he's, whatchamacallit, like testicle torturing Bond and stuff Mm. like that. Like I've read a few of the books. The books are um, more in that line, but the books also get a bit silly and ridiculous as well. But then, you, ju- you that's the thing, you just reset back to zero so you can have your fun time again. Mm-hmm. And it can shift between generations, and nobody gets a complete cycle, and nobody dies. The yeah. only, they've only vaguely connected them in the past. Like, uh, Roger Moore visited George Lazenby's
0: wife's grave at the start <laughs> of her only only. That seems like something that would go down in the 70s, yeah, visiting another man's wife. Another <laughs> Their man's wife's grave, <laughs> but uh, I could imagine Roger Moore and George Lazenby mourning the same woman,
1: but I, I just, I like, yeah, I, I, I feel that they may have killed the franchise. Mm. Um, I feel like it was a very, I don't know how producers agreed to that ending. I don't know how I maybe as Craig pushed it, I don't get how that passed the bar. I don't get how they could misjudge why people like it so much yeah, that they would do something like that. And I also, I feel a bit of a Gamergate-type surge of anger against the <laughs> film journalist community coming up right now. Well, they're saying it's the best film that's ever been made. Yes, because I, I, I just feel it's disingenuous. I do, like And like, you know, people go at this, you know, they'll have a go at you for being a fanboy and saying, well, you don't own the franchise. And it's like, well... Of all the franchises, I think Bond is a little bit owned by the fans. I do, because they are... They are it's like what M says to Pierce Brosnan in GoldenEye, is like you're a relic of the Cold War, like a, a sexist chauvinist dinosaur. He fucking is! Yeah, he, he is. Absolutely. Because it, it's a ridiculous story that has a formula that people go for, and even when Bond went to space for Moonraker,
0: it kind of did stick to this formula. <laughs> i just remembering that I I enjoyed all those. I was raised on the kind of 80s Roger Moore films. Like that was my bond when I was a kid. So Him having I enjoyed. sex with Grace Jones while yeah. I'm clearly a very old man. Yeah, I honestly <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can remember that very Christopher very Walken was a bad A View to a view a Kill. To a kill. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that very Duran well. Duran Duran did the song. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That, uh, was, that was a good one. Yeah, I mean, it was I, awful, but it was a good one. But there, I enjoyed it.
1: The big, yeah, because the you know what? It, there's something, it wasn't like, interconnected. there's something poppy and nice about about those. Yes. And they're This, fun. Almo- this feels it kind of feels cynical and I'm trying to figure well, because out why. I
0: think if you're talking about these uh journalists like Peter Bradshaw The Guardian, mm. if they're supporting this film because they feel it's in some way lines up with their politics, I think that's I just think it doesn't for starters. <laughs> I just think that's bizarre because I I don't think this film is particularly like okay maybe for for a Bond film it's showing some form of progress but like
1: there are two ways to judge this film as a Bond film and as a regular film and I don't think it fires fully in either cylinder yeah
0: I'd agree with that I think that's fair like and there
1: are Bond films that fire really well in both. And there are ones that fire really well, and maybe only one. I mean, License to Kill is probably just a better regular film That's than a, it is yes, a Bond film. it's not film. a good
0: Bond film <laughs> particularly, but it's a good kind of uh, revenge action film.
1: Exactly, and something like For Your Eyes Only, with its underground volcano
0: layer, is a great <laughs> Bond film.
1: Not quite firing in the regular <laughs> yeah, film yeah, cylinder, yeah. but whatever. But this... To me, falls flat in both.
0: Yeah, this film starts off as a, a, as a good action film, mm. and then it kind of gets tied into all the Spectre shite, and that brings it, that drags it down.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, fucking bring on Mission Impossible 6, quickly as yeah, possible. absolutely. And I do genuinely think, like, I, I don't think it fucking, I don't think it matters who they announce now. Like, I can't see... It'll have to be a hell of a film to get people excited about this again because they've kind of uh, uh, broken an unwritten uh,
0: promise, you know? Well, of killing Bonds. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I guess they're going to have to go with something uh, a bit of an unusual choice.
1: But the thing is, is like, is the protest against this move, because you're more on the internet than me, is it only
0: being voiced on the internet? protest in in what way of killing bond like are people like because i haven't i wouldn't say it's a protest i just people sort of bummed out and going like oh like that's not good that's not what this I'll is tell you, to i tell you i subscribe
1: to the empire spoiler special channel and to two of the people who reviewed that on the this film on the regular podcast sounded bummed out but they didn't want to say it on that one so i'm looking forward to at least i this one i do like to stick with empire magazine because i don't think they get caught up in anything but what they think of it the actual film and i do i would like to hear some film journalists say well this is a bunch of shit
0: (laughs) the vast majority of people that i've seen their general response is like three out of five that's like just people who are fans of bond i would say more than anything else have just said three out of five
1: After this discussion, I've gone down to two.
0: (laughs) I gotta be honest. That's fair enough. I can understand that. There are certainly a lot of plot points that would make me consider, yeah, going down that. Although, when Andy, when guest host Andy Casper was on, he does have his ratings out of 10. So maybe I would go, I don't know if I'd go 5 out of 10, maybe. Or maybe 6. Maybe I'd be kinder. No, I'd go 4. Oh, I couldn't. I would couldn't go four out of ten. Even for the visuals, that does enough for me. I think there's enough going on there. You could say that it's a waste of resources, etc. But
1: I got problems, mm-hmm. female problems.
0: This is very much the female trouble of uh, of the Bonds franchise.
1: Yeah. Anyway. I'll tell you what I'll, I'll 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 finish off by saying I uh, <laughs> and I plan to keep this promise. I pro- I made it after I watched Spectre. I'll never watch this again.
0: I would... In a few years, i consider watching all five of them in some kind of insane marathon. Not all in one day. That would be mad. But Just watch maybe Casino weekend. Royale
1: and Skyfall.
0: Nah, I like having the whole thing, even if it's shit. I want to see how it stands together. I want to see if it holds up as like a... Quintology... That actually, we'll see. that actually
1: does sound interesting. Yeah, Online. just to
0: see whether, because it is quite heavily linked. I think it will be ridiculous, but just to check it out.
1: And let's face it, we watch enough crap as it is. <laughs> certainly, <laughs> watch a little
0: bit more. <laughs> we certainly do. So that's the end of this episode. We will be back in a few days with our review of Three Idiots. I don't know if we can call it a review. Are talking, are talking about all uh, what we've learned about India and Bollywood. Well, I'm going to review
1: that motherfucker.
0: Okay, great. We certainly won't be going into a plot synopsis of that one because <laughs> that will be that will be a f- seven hour podcast. And yeah. Uh Al is well, Aliz Bell. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Bye bye. Fool me once, fool me twice,
1: I oh, death the pen.